Your greatness has arrived. Welcome to episode 311 of the Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast made by the players for the players. I'm your host, Joseph, a.k.a. Mr. Badbit, and it is here where me and my best friend Kyle talk about the latest, the greatest in all things PlayStation. Of course, this week, oh, this week has some good food for our first State of Play prediction show of 2023. Microsoft and Nintendo team up and an interview with Polyarch about the development of the Moss franchise for the PlayStation VR 2 and so much more. With all that said, with all that out of the way, the greatest co-host, whoever is, whoever will be, Mr. Kyle Stevenson. How are you, sir? Whoa, Amber is the color of your energy. Get it? Because we're on episode 311. Get it? Oh, Get it? the band. Get it? Is that Get the it? song that they've done? Yeah, it's not. It's whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and the moment I read three eleven, it's like, oh, okay, All I right. gotta try to remember a line of the song. That's the only song I know. Cool. I don't know why. When I think of three eleven, I think of Good Charlotte. <laughs> I don't know yeah, why. You're not, that, you're not that far off, I guess. It's the same time frame, I think. Is it? Or maybe not. I don't know. I don't know. I was in middle <laughs> school, you know. Uh, and then yeah. for some reason, I'm thinking American Pie. No idea why. For 311? Don't know why. Huh. My brain's broken. It don't make much that, sense. When was the last time you watched an American Pie film? Oh, boy. I think it's when it was socially bit, right? acceptable to, yeah. <laughs> I wonder I wonder how they hold up. Probably not at all. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It, but you know what's awesome? It's great to know that, like, Eugene Levy is now, like, from Schitt's Creek. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's yeah, his yeah. moniker. It's not like, oh, well, son, we'll just tell your mother we ate it all. And now it's I just think like, Eugene Levy, no matter what, would be iconic for whatever he does. Honest to goodness. I love like, Eugene what, Levy. What is the, the, that dog show, Best in Show? <laughs> oh, my God. Fantastic. <laughs> Fantastic. Honestly, we should make a Eugene Levy podcast. I think that would work well. Covering all yeah. of his work. Yeah. Yeah. Called the Brow, the Browcast? All about <laughs> Eugene Levy? I love it. And like, instead of frames, it's just his eyebrows. Yeah. They're iconic. I love it. it. So Kyle, this is a little different, right? Yeah. We're usually recording each and every Thursday, but I find ourselves recording on a Tuesday night. What's happening on the eve of PSVR 2? What are we doing? I know, right? And this is like, as of this episode drops on the launch day of PlayStation VR 2. Joe and I are are probably in the metaverse. Right now? Doing something, yeah. Hopefully in PlayStation Home Part 2. <laughs> that said, though, the reason why we're recording early, and the reason why we only have like one or two news stories this week is because it's the state of play this Thursday. It's going to be a huge, huge episode. So we decided to break it up in half. And just like how we promised you last week or on last episode, that if there was a state of play to be announced, we'd be doing our prediction show. And that's what exactly this is. This is our prediction show. We are going to break down our thoughts on the state of play as, you know, we're at least excited for the showcase. That said, Kyle, uh, the question to start off this show is, how are you feeling right now? What are your thoughts before we break into our predictions for the PlayStation Showcase? Where are you temperature-wise in the room for this state of play? Uh, I'm pretty hot yeah? for this state of play. I'm uh, I'm very, very, very excited. Um, 
I've said it a million times before. There's nothing in the world I love consuming more than video game showcases. Absolutely. No matter what it is. So the fact that we're getting one on Thursday means I get to live react with you, which is one of my favorite types of content to do. That's right. Twitch.tv slash PS Trophy Room, baby. Thursday, 4 o'clock p.m. EST. Uh, And then in addition to that, like all the other content creators that I love to watch will also have live reacts for me to consume. So by Friday or Thursday night, whatever, I will probably have have watched the state of play four or five times. Absolutely. And I don't, I don't mind at all. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm, I'm excited. I think my expectations are tempered walking into the state of play. Um, But I'm just excited to hang out with our community. So this Thursday, watch alongside us as we react to the state of play. And then immediately afterwards, we'll record our reactions of the show. And then if you missed out, don't worry, because we have an episode proper of the Trophy Room that will land on Friday morning, 1 a.m. EST time. So it's going to be there all all day Friday, all the weekend, everything. We're breaking down the state of play. So be on the lookout for your podcast feeds this Friday for our reactions to the showcase. But before we give our predictions for the show and we get deeper into it, it is also time for a little bit of housekeeping. I want to thank our newest members, Bertos Maximus at the Silver Tier, No Fate at the Bronze Tier, and DJ. Hercules at the bronze tier. I want to thank our premium members, Todd Burowitz and Toxic. I want to thank our platinum members, Brad Presnell, Brent Gillian, Jedi Masserend, Cowboy Danger D, Jonas Young, Jose Jimenez, The Green Gorilla Gamer, Chaotic Monkey, Millennial Falcon Gaming, Ryoke Kill 90, Sith Lord 92, Spam and Bamin, Stephen Flesh, and Strubles and Bits. I want to thank our gold members, Awesome Dave, Cypher Primus, Baldron, Doth Simon the Pie Man, Daniel Welsh, Elo 2032, Jesse Garcia, JB the Purple Monkey, Hide Doors, Nagachaka, Katie, Kevin Mitchell, Kevin Diaz, K Grimm, Lamb Chop 93, Marcus O'Neill, Androsasaur, Astronaut Junior, not to be mistaken with Astronaut Senior, Rick Arrington, Dewane Raksha, the Aztec King, Robbie Bobby Miller himself, Brenton Zachary, Brenty Blob, Bubble Boy N7, Captain Logan, Final Fan XZ, Hambone JD Dillinger, M9 Prime, Stone Cold ET said so, Six Speed, Atina Six Speed, M Kyle underscore H85, and Johnson and Sean McKenzie. Thank you all so much for your generosity. It's like we say each and every week. It's the reason why we look so good, sound so great. It's your generosity over at patreon.com slash PS Trophy Room. It's really. It really is true, man. All this awesome tech that we've gotten is because of your generosity. The one thing that we were able to do is expand our our, our library on our RSS feed. So instead of having locked in at 200 episodes that you can listen to cataloged, we're at 300. And so a little test for everybody here. Go back 300 episodes here. Oh, you can do oh, it now. I'm man. giving you the ability. 2018. <laughs> wow. And you're going to see firsthand how much we sound way better. 2018? 2018. We've been doing this for a bit. Every week for five years. Pretty much. I missed a week because of COVID, humble brag, but we're, I survived. Wow. I lived, bitch. (laughs) And we're here. That's incredible. I know. I know. And you get to see firsthand, literally see and hear 
how much we've improved because of your generosity at patreon.com slash PS room. I don't think there's a lot of podcasts that could say the level of production value that they have. We easily match. So all because of your support, man. That said, Kyle, it's finally time to square up our thoughts on the PlayStation state of play, baby. The PlayStation State of Play returns with its first show of 2023. Get ready for new looks at some anticipated games from our third-party partners, as well as a first glimpse at five PlayStation VR 2 games set to arrive later this year. Then settle in for more than 15 minutes of all-new gameplay details and updates on Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League, the next game from Rocksteady Studios. It all begins this Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern. Ooh-wee. And now, to put into a little parentheses here, to put in your brain, before we predict everything, there are some some things that I want to, you know, state. I don't know. <laughs> the coffee's running. It's 11 p.m. Um, we have a 15-minute chunk. This is what's been spoiled by PlayStation Japan. It's yeah. going to be a 15-minute gameplay preview of Kill the Justice League. Then we have five PSVR 2 games and then new looks at games from third-party publishers, which are around 10 as of this recording. So there are going to be 16 games here shown off, Kyle. And I believe roughly 45 minutes. So 45 minutes. 15 being Suicide Squad, so we have 30 minutes for the other 15. Now, here's the thing. This is a state of play, PlayStation state of play. But I see nothing of a PlayStation first party headlining this thing, man. Mm-hmm. So I see a lot of people kind of just breaking out the mat and jumping to conclusions. Is this going to be a PlayStation state of play with no PlayStation? Uh, no. You don't think? I mean, it just like factually that's untrue because we're getting PlayStation VR stuff. I know so, you mean first party things, but yes. like, I mean, yeah, we're going to get PlayStation content. We're getting PlayStation things. First party things, I would say maybe on the fence with. Okay. I wouldn't be shocked if they <laughs> pull it like a Nintendo where they say, we're only talking about the first half. And then they straight up lie with the first thing that we see. And it's like Nintendo always does. And they put up like a October date for the January direct or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, so I, I wouldn't be shocked, but I'm, I'm fully expecting not to see any first party things. Does that not concern you though? Does that not get you, but like not to see and again, I get what you're saying. PSVR two's there. That's an exclusive platform. Those are exclusive games, but yeah, they're not PlayStation first party games. The things that the reason why we're in this platform to begin with. Sure. You're not you're not bummed in the slightest about that? Uh, I'm trying to take my my feelings out of it. No, like, I want your feelings locked in here. <laughs> I would I be bummed? Yeah, I'd be bummed not seeing Spider-Man because I want to see it so badly. Right. But I, I, I think we're pretty clear on what PlayStation's game plan is for this year. Sure. With third party deals. So I think this is just going to bolster that even more. And and see, obviously, Suicide Squad, maybe, uh, well, I'll save the predictions, but, like, um, 
yeah, I wish it would maybe throw one in here, but I think this also leads to the rumor that Jeff Grubb was talking about how we're getting a state of play soonish, which we are, and then a full blown, straight up PlayStation showcase sometime or early summer. Okay. And I think that's where they'll go all out. So, yeah, first and foremost, I think we, again, we had our expectations in check once Jeff Grubb and various other leakers just came out and said, yeah, no, this state of play is going to be more subdued. And the showcase to really wait for is the one end of May, early June around that summer games fest time. That's when you're going to be eating good with PlayStation. That's where you're going to have a showcase proper. But Kyle, here's my first prediction. Are you ready for this? Because I'm doing predictions a little differently. I got I got four or five questions out here, and we're going to try to answer them. We're going to try to Sherlock Holmes this. Okay. I do think we see a PlayStation first party game here, Kyle. Ooh. All right. I do. <laughs> would you like to know? I would love to know. All right. I think we're going to see that'd Astrobot be... here. Okay. I was going to say, that'd be very bad content if you were like, yeah, I think we see one. All right. On to the next. <laughs> on to the next question. <laughs> No, I'll hold it as a surprise. No, Astrobot I... is a Astrobot is a good guess, especially with VR. I think hearing people talk about VR, watching some VR reviews, where I think I've seen two or three of them and listened to them, and each one have said it's lacking an Astrobot. Yeah, in VR, and I think I think that would be a huge selling point and a, a a big highlight on the state of play if we see either rescue mission or just a brand new thing. And I and I think that's exactly it. I think we're going to get an Astrobot rescue mission remastered type of situation where yeah, it's it's probably more the the original game but with better controls with the haptic feedback, you know, the 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 well, it's not Sense even the touchpad. The 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 little motion control that you have in the back of the controllers like I think we're going to see that here at the state of play, and that's going to be something that is going to be available to you later on in the year. So if Horizon was the thing to get you in the door, this is the thing that's going to help keep you in. Yeah. Uh, Because I think that's what PSVR 2 desperately needs. I mean, we got 10 more games uh, revealed for day one, which we'll talk about later, but or in the release window, but they need... Not just release window. We need to know what's happening in the fall, what's happening in the winter. And I think Astrobot will be that premier game for them, for sure. Yeah. Okay, Kyle. How about this for predictions? All right. Are okay, you ready for ready. this? Ready. What PSVR 2 games will be shown off here, Kyle? I want to go, you know, we got five, five possibilities. I think my predictions, I think I have about four. But I want to okay. know yours. So we'll go back and forth. What PSVR 2 game do you think is going to be here? Of course, we can't say an original thing. That's an easy route. Yeah. and, and So something here, that's in a, on a competitor system, perhaps. Go for it. So I, I, I think this is where my uh, lack of knowledge for being out of VR for so long. Sure. For a few years now. I don't know many competitors VR games that aren't already announced for psvr2 that i'm excited about mm-hmm. however there is one uh i think i know what you're talking about yeah i mean come on, come uh, on. if if we're the selling points half-life alex yep i think would be a huge get if i were to put a percentage on if we see it in the state of play it's going to be i would say probably a 45 percent okay i i 
I think Half-Life Alex might be the proper summer showcase kind of announcement. Not right. like a state of play thing. Like this thing um, is like Alex is huge. It's gigantic. Yeah. Um but that that is really the only VR thing that I can think of. Yeah. That has already been announced to coming back to VR2 or from another thing. And I think Valve is so agnostic. Uh, even though that this is a selling point for their headset, that they would be down uh, with this idea of of bringing it over here if yeah. the deal is right for them. So I, I think Half-Life Alex is an opportunity for PlayStation if they're willing to publish it. Uh, so it really, it really comes down to are they really willing to really co-produce this game with them, throw the money in. I think that will be the deciding factor. And, you know... I was talking a little bit on season gaming with, with Ains and I like what he said. I'll go it here. You know, we're putting the faith in PSVR by being the early adopters put, you know, return that faith with, you know, some hard bucks down. PlayStation is putting some huge investment into PSVR. Let's see it. Let's see it with games like half-life Alex. You know, I, I think the, 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 the window list is good, but a lot of it is remakes or remasters of games previous. But now let's see it with games that are outside our ecosystem. I think Half-Life Alex is a, a sure thing to get everybody's eyes on this platform. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, Kyle, here's my pick. So you, you yeah. stole my, my, my first choice. You're a real son of a gun. Second choice, we have to talk about Beat Saber. Oh, but that was announced already. Now it was announced, but now what I really need, what Daddy needs, is a date. Is a date. I need Fair. to see it, and I wanna, I wanna hear about it. Not from Jim Ryan on a CES <laughs> stage, for the love of God. Fair. You know, have Herman Hulse out there, his handsome, sculpted <laughs> self, waving the wands around. You know, that's what's gonna get me. <laughs> you imagine Herman breaking his sweat, Kyle? Oh man. <sighs> Respectfully, Herman. <laughs> Respectfully. Uh, but yeah, so I think we I need to see Beat Saber. I want to see a fall 2023. Again, sure. you gave us a huge window of, of release games. Now I want to see what you're doing mm -hmm. summer fall. I think Beat Saber is a, the perfect. On that yeah. note, before we move on, a game that uh I learned is coming to VR too. I don't know on launch day or launch mm -hmm. window. Um, there's like a drum hero type of game. Oh, Synth Riders, you, I think it's called. I don't remember, but it's literally like Guitar Hero and Rock Band, but just drums in VR. Okay. It has like the track coming down and the score meter or whatever. I am so insanely hyped for that because I, I am the Rock Band drummer uh, prototype. That's what I do with, yeah. with the rhythm games. It's my favorite thing to do. And I saw that that was coming out. I'll look up for the name in a second, but. Okay. I love rhythm games in VR. I think that just it's a match made in heaven. So yeah. Beat Saber, that like give me give me them give me them all. Even the Synth Riders one, I think that's what it's called. Uh maybe you could you could look that up for me as well. That game looks interesting because it's really you and it's Beat Saber esque, but instead of you acting like you know, you have sabers in your hands, you're kind of just like tracking things around. So it's kind of you're more like in a nerd rave <laughs> more than anything. Uh, that really this one is me. called uh, Drums Rock. Oh. And it literally looks like G Guitar Hero to okay. like the red, yellow, and green meter. 
mm-hmm. the score uh, a dial, and you have a virtual drum set with the the different colors, and you have demons coming down, and those are the what tell you what to hit. Like That's dope. Or whatever. That's yeah, dope. yeah, yeah. I'm very excited for that. All right, here's another one I'm excited for, but you need to do a couple things for me here. Vader Immortal. Let's get that patched in. Let's get that here. We need it. Now, the other little asterisks. Um, let's change that lightsaber. That lightsaber looks really bad. It okay. looks really... That's like the worst lightsaber I've ever seen. So let's change that up, and I'm in. That's my third pick, Vader Immortal. We got a Star Wars game already, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But let's let's see Daddy Vader there. Okay. Please. Yeah. Yeah. What's your next pick, sir? Um, not an outside one, but one that I think is, um, it is a first party VR2 title that was on PSVR 1, okay. a game I haven't played. Mm. Where's Blood and Truth on PSVR 2? Dude, you're, you're stealing mod. You're a real son of a bitch. Oh, I didn't know that was there. You're okay. a real son of a bitch. <laughs> hey, you're the one that blocked it out. You're right. I don't know what you wrote down. It's redacted. Uh, Give me, I think that would be another system seller. From everything I've heard of Blood and Truth, I know you love it a whole lot. I have other friends who played so it and think good. it's so fun. So give good. me, give me Blood and Truth, and, and allow me to play that on a better headset with better motion controls and and eye tracking. I think eye tracking for any game that involves shooting is going to work so much better on yep. VR too. Yeah, and. Just like the haptic feedback and everything that that we've been hearing about this from the developer end, I think Blood and Truth is an exciting game to pick. But I want to go even further and say, let's just make it a sequel, BB. You know, I would I would love to All see right. a Blood and Truth remaster out this spring and out next fall, Blood and Truth two, yeah, you know, or twenty twenty four something. Because I like that. Blood and Truth, honestly, is probably my favorite VR title next to like. A Beat Saber and Astrobot. I would yeah. like to see that there for sure. All right, Kyle. I got my last one here, Kyle. Are you, are you holding on to something? Because this one, this one's I'm like a, a drop. Um, Resident Evil Four VR. So in this case, you just want to see what we're getting because they said that RE4 content is being happening for VR two. Do you want that just to be expanded, or do you want that quest stuff? Oh, hot damn. Did they say that they're expanding they it? They did. The- they did. Oh. That Resident Evil 4 remake is getting PSVR 2 content at some point. Oh, egg on my face, because I was... Oh, okay. I, I would have been very happy with just the meta version, but if what you're telling me is true, and I, you would never leave me astray... I would never. Unless this was your plan all along. <laughs> I will double me. check, but okay. I'm pretty sure. No, 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 that need, it was... no. I'm trusting you, Kyle. I'm tr- no need to double check. Put, put, no, put the key down. Too bad. Too right, bad. Uh, yeah. Then show me Resident Evil 4 VR. Uh, those games. Yes. Content is currently in development. Now they say content. Yeah, I don't know if it's going to be from beginning to end kind of thing. Is it a shooting gallery? No, I want beginning to end. I want build from the ground up, Resident Evil 4 VR. Let's go. Put it in here. Again, those games translate so well in VR. So put that there, and I would be so freaking happy. All right, Uh, Kyle. Two more real quick. Go for it. Honorable mentions. Honorable mentions. 
Uh, bring Super Hot over to PSVR two. Come on now. Star Wars Squadrons. <gasps> yes. Why not? Yeah. Okay. And then, if there was any a time to do it, Phasmophobia. Oh. There's. I don't know if it has VR support on uh, quests or anything yet, mm-hmm. but like, I feel like that would be a, a cool VR time or any sort of ghost hunting game. No, that's awesome. I think that's a great cool. pick. Yeah, yeah. Also, what I would love to also see. I know. I think it's. I think it's here. Pretty sure. But like, show show me Among Us VR. I know that's happening. Yes, day and day, that is happening. Yeah. But yeah, like that's a day one drop. But like. I would still yeah. love to see it. I love that sure. game. Yeah. Uh, that said, those are our predictions for PlayStation VR 2 games that we're going to see that we can easily identify. Here's my next question for you. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. What will or what are the AAA games being shown? Or is it more of an XDev partnership here? They did say that, you know, a lot of these games are indie and third-party partners and specify triple a so do you think triple a is actually here or is this just a you know let's throw devolver in here type of deal i think there might be one or two big triple a things i think it's going to be a, a lot more indie that i think people want okay okay and i'm fine with but i mean i, I yeah, I don't know. If, again, I, if we're getting that big showcase early summer, I think a yeah. lot of that will be held for that. And I think if you have like your big and like here's a, a huge triple A game that would be there. The fact that we have Kill the Justice League headlining it goes yes. to show that there will not be anything on caliber of Kill the Justice League here. So keep your expectations right. Like, I doubt we're going to see well, Resident Evil 4. Well, so I, I actually think we are. Oh, so that's one of the games that you think are going to be. I, I think that in? would be one of the games that we see another okay. trailer or, or something. Um, but yeah, it won't be won't be huge bombastic, huge and bombastic because when you think about just the timing of it all, mm. if it's roughly forty five minutes, Suicide Squad is going to be fifteen. So you have thirty minutes for fifteen other games, so roughly yeah. two minutes each. It's not going to be a crazy deep dive into RE four, but I do think we get a new trailer. Okay. At the state of play. That's that's one. So I'm kind of skipping ahead here, but yeah. it goes into the first game that I, I, I have on this list. Uh-huh. Is there a shadow drop here? Like, you know, Xbox had a shadow drop. Nintendo had a shadow Xbox drop. That's a good shadow drop. Which means PlayStation has to have a shadow drop or else this thing's a big dud. Sure. Do you think we're getting a shadow drop here? A oh. hi-fi rush, a Metroid prime remastered level I love, I shadow love a drop good shadow drop yeah think about it i'm gonna say no <gasps> gasp why not i don't know <laughs> i'm I trying mean, to think lo- <laughs> trying to think logically honestly it, what what could they shadow drop well i think there's gonna be a shadow drop because I like to follow the rhythm and rhyme that is video game industry from time to time. Yeah. I think they could easily shadow drop to Chia. Ooh, and, and I, I hope I'm pronouncing call. it right. Right. Where you get the shape shift. It's yeah. kind of, you know, uh, what is it? Wind Waker-esque. Uh, yeah. You, know, you get to turn design. into animals and yeah. stuff and 
chill around the island. Yeah. Cute indie indie title. And I know that they've been looking for creators to cover this game. So what better way than shadow drop it and have people on this game day one covering it, streaming it. I think that would be a great pick of the game. Looks cute. Looks good. So yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, I think I think that that's ripe there. Uh my pick, Kyle, is that I think we see XDev stuff here. I think I want well not think, I want to see more Stellar Blade. I think that's a lock. Yeah. You think that's hundred percent happening? I think it's a lock. Yeah. It's been at every other state of play, I think, since it got unveiled. Mm-hmm. If it's gonna hit this year, uh, why not show it here with a date? Exactly. This is our summer game. It looks awesome. It looks stylish, you know, physics and all. <laughs> it looks cool. And I think this would be a great game to kind of have here. Again, it's not on the level of a Suicide Squad, but it's cool. It looks interesting. Yeah. I'm down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. What else do you think is going to be shown off here, Kyle? For going I think one? another lock. Yeah. Little Devil Inside. I think we get a date. Kyle, listen, uh, you said you didn't read the list. But I think you're cheating. Oh, I'm cheating. Uh, I'm just smart. All right. Fair enough. I mean, you shouted it, so it has to be true. Yeah, it has to be. Gusto, right? Gusto. You had to say with Gusto. You had Confidence. so much. Uh, <sighs> we got a, a very big state of play demo of that. I feel like, it was it beginning of last year? No, it was fall of last year. It was fall of last year. Remember, right? it headlined a state of play it last did. year. It did. So I, I, I think. The, the, the famous worst one. Yeah. Which yeah, we yeah. liked. <laughs> I know. Um, I think we get a, a, a small little trailer with a date. Okay. Or maybe even just a time frame. Do you have any more uh, games? Because I, yeah, I, I, yeah, I got one a couple. I only got one more. All right, you go. Go for it. I think we also see a, an update of Goodbye Volcano High. All right. It's been a bit since we've seen it. I know they went back to the drawing board during the pandemic. Pandemic. Yeah. Um, but I think enough time has passed for us to maybe see an update on that game Fair. and maybe a rough release date. I think we see Pragmata as another really? big one. Yeah. Okay. I, I think if there is going to be a bigger AAA game here, I think Pragmata is, I think, a a good one to get for this. Fair. Fair. Yeah. Uh, Here's my pie in the sky, Kyle. Yeah. Let's just get let's just get a little crazy. What's wrong with getting a little nuts from time to time? What's wrong about getting your hopes up knowing that it'll never happen? Okay, you know? go for it. Yeah. And what what do you think I'm gonna guess? Uh oh, see see if I cheated or not? Let me let me guess. Yeah. Let me let me pie in the sky. Pie in the sky. See if you're at the nuts. What is what is something that Joe would really, really love what to see? What do I want more than most things? I mean, a Bloodborne 2 or a Bloodborne Remaster. Come on, that could just, that's a state of play in itself. I know. Um, I generally have no idea. You know what? I like your honest, that's an honest answer. Yeah. So I'll give you an honest answer back. Let's go. Let's see Hollow Knight Silk Song. It's release date here. And I, I know what you're saying, Joe. It was shown off at the Xbox, Xbox showcase yeah. last year, but it was also shown off at a Nintendo thing last year as well. So fair. Why not? It just 
kind of be a little bit of a slut and just be here as well. You know, I'm not here to shame. I'm not here to shame because I'm excited for it. So I would want to say Hollow Knight Silk Song. Let's get its release date where it belongs on PlayStation on a state of play. And I think it being there, it can, you can just have a still PNG image of, of Jim Ryan for the next 30 minutes and people would be like, Silk Song was shown. So that was a great state of play, you know? Fair. I have, I have one more. Okay. One more. I'm hesitant to say it. To say it. Say it with your chest. Man, I'm, there's a lot of things going in my head right now of how I can say it. Oh, man. I think we get a trend of a indie game mm-hmm. that has come out elsewhere. Okay. And is coming to PlayStation finally. Hmm. I think we get a trailer confirming it's coming to PlayStation eventually. Okay. Of Rogue Legacy 2. Ooh, you think it's here? Yeah. Okay. It Maybe that's a shadow drop? Oh, I don't know about that. Okay. How happy would you be if you see Rogue Are Legacy 2? Are you kidding me? I know. It's a dumb question. I'm Are so you sorry. kidding me? I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. One of my favorite games of all time. Uh, the sequel that I've played on PC and I've been waiting for it to come to PlayStation for years at this point. Yeah, I think... I think it will eventually come to PlayStation. Okay. And I, what a, I mean, we got Nobody Saves the World, right? Last year, coming to PlayStation after coming to Xbox. Inscription, coming on over. Neon White, coming on over. Bring me back. Tag me in. Joe, go. Listen, it's 1130 at night, but I have to say this right here, right now. Maybe I'm hallucinating. But Kyle, close your eyes. Audience members, close your eyes. If you're driving, you get one peek. I know it's going to mess up your depth perception, but I feel like you're handling it. Vampire Survivors. Oh, Joe. Come Hell on. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Come on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If that's there, I'd be like, all right. I'll see. You. I, what's it, That could very much be a shadow drop. I'd be all in on that. And I, I'd, I'd be trying to plat it immediately. Immediately. <laughs> immediately. Yeah. So damn good. Vampire survivors, heck yes. Whatever you just call. said, because caffeine's running through my veins, I've already forgotten that too. Great. You know? Yeah. Whew. Whew. I feel alive. I feel alive. Kyle, we have two predictions from the audience, uh, which thank you all guys for coming in with your questions and your predictions as well, because let me tell you guys something. We gave you 45 minutes in advance that we were yeah. going to be recording today, so thank you all for participating. Uh, Stingray X writes their predictions. Beat Saber, Half-Life Alex, Portal, Hitman Whoa. 3, Resident Evil 4. Whoa. We're going all out. Take care, guys. I forgot Hitman 3 has a VR mode. It does. Oh, that'd be cool. Portal, I think, would make me throw up. Uh, same, but I would definitely play it. Because you know when, like, <laughs> you, like you can mess around with the portals and then you're just falling. And infinitely throughout. go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm yeah, gonna yeah, yeah. infinitely hurl. Yes, <laughs> if that's the case. Yes. Uh, Green Girl of Gamer writes, "Little Devil Inside?" Question mark. I feel like it's a bigger ask than Spider-Man Two at this point. It's coming, Green Girl. That's right. We're seeing it tomorrow. We're seeing or, it yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, we're seeing it tomorrow. All right. Now, finally, last but not leastly, we have 
the Suicide Squad killed the Justice League. Yeah. Are you concerned? And I know you're you're shocked. I know everybody's shocked. Concern? Why would I be concerned? We're three months out. Mm-hmm. And I've raised this question before. I'll raise it again. You've had a prominent studio that's done great work single player with Crystal Dynamics handling Marvel's Avengers, right? Now, we all know how that turned out. You're, yeah, yeah. Now we have a prominent single player developer making uh-huh. a third person shooter multiplayer games of service game. We know games and service games, when they come out of the oven, they come out of the oven smoking hot, piping hot even. Do you think that they're going to stick the landing here? What do they need to show? Not you, because I know you're on board. But what do you think they need to show the average consumer that you have nothing to worry about here? That this game's going to be just fine? Tell me. I... I think they just need to show us the gameplay. Okay. I think we're sold on the story. Yep. I think every trailer we've seen, we've gotten great character work. We've got great insight of what characters are in it, what the premise of the game is, what we still have questions about are, how are we playing this game? Yeah. And we've seen it briefly at like fandom, DC fandom when they first unveiled it. Um, I th- that's what I want more than anything okay. is what are we doing from moment to moment in this game? Are we just shooting the same types of bad guys over and over again, like mm-hmm. Marvel's Avengers where sure. that got tiring, sure. uh, but the story was still good or, or is there going to be a lot of different types of enemies? What are the side quests? Are we collecting things like the is other this Arkham even an open world game? Is this a hub? Exactly. Like yeah. I, that, the moment to moment stuff I think is the biggest question. I I have no fears about Rocksteady telling us a good superhero story. Yeah. It just I want to know what we're doing. Uh to me, I it, that's exactly what I need to see as well. Show me the moment to moment, show me what's under the hood, and I think you nailed it perfectly. What, what makes the four different too? Yes. Yeah, these can't like what makes them drastically different. We know we're going to have gear that we're going to be exchanging. Let's see it actually make a difference, not just, you know, physically, but gameplay wise. Like, hey, Captain Boomerang has a different boomerang. This thing's got three, you know, boomerangs instead of one or attached to it, whatever. Uh, but I, after me being disappointed with Gotham Knights, where I think it leaned too far into yeah. everything having like status effects and different levels of power or whatever scale it down a little i don't want all of that maybe each weapon has a different ability i think would be cool i think what i I, from the little i played of gotham knights i i think what makes and it's hard because destiny does this so good like a warlock feels different than a titan you can jump in each one but each one feels unique where gotham it was just like hey every combo is the same just a little Mm. something different happens destiny there's something about it they've just mastered where like yeah warlock's grenades different their their ability to jump is different same with the hunter the way they they traverse is different each feel unique you could jump into any single one of them but they're going to feel different and you're going to have a preference so like for example like i want to see harley quinn play very differently than uh, a Captain Boomerang, right? Or, or a Deadshot, mm-hmm. you know? I mm-hmm. want to see her be 
a brawler. I want to see, you know, uh, Deadshot be that like third person shooter. I want to see, uh, what's it? Um, oh my God, what's the shark guy? King uh, Shark. King Shark. <laughs> Voiced by Samoa Joe, by the way, reminding everybody the pro wrestler. God damn for that. But like, you know, I want to see him be the big brute tank that we know he could be. Like, and I I know I drop it here all the time, but being like a blood blood death knight in in World of Warcraft, where you get to come in tank and you're eating guys, and that's how you're getting your health back. Like you're getting hit the shit out of, but like you're just regaining it back by all the gore. Like, make them feel and look different not just uh this combo is the same exact from combo a b c like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. these characters are that interchangeable make them have that unique flair and i think that's gonna be set it apart that being said as well the playstation exclusive here kyle is the thing i'm worried about i think hogwarts legacy did it right in terms of here's a quest give us a unique Uh, dungeon perhaps but please for the love of god do not or, or bonus level do not, or even like a bonus aesthetic. Here's like a PlayStation jacket. Don't lock a hero. Don't lock a villain in here. That's fair. It wasn't fair to Destiny players back in the day. It's not fair to people that wanted to play the Hogwarts on Xbox. Make it enticing without screwing over the fan base. That is something that is going to be integral to this game as it releases. Because though this is going to be everywhere... You need to entice people to play it on PlayStation without alienating people that rather play it on PC or Xbox. I think that's really important. That is fair. Yeah. Uh, that being said, Kyle, Gotham, or sorry, uh, Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League, is another superhero game, another major IP that is going to be marketed like a PlayStation game. And I want to preface this before we leave here. And again, this is box sales from UK, but it's the only data that we could really grab here. Talking about the effectiveness of these type of projects, these type of campaigns or partnerships, Hogwarts Legacy's first week, it sold, again, box charts, 82% of which its sales were on PlayStation 5 compared to the just 18% on Xbox Series X and S. That's huge. And it goes to show yeah. why these deals, again, that's a very, a little small data pool that we're pulling from, but it's an indicator that, yeah, PlayStation fans, they want to come here. They want to play their games here when there's they're enticed. Or, or sorry, Xbox fans or PC fans. You know, I, I know Captain Logan, um, host a co-host of the xbox expansion pass with the man with the worst internet in the world mr luke lore um god bless you logan you're doing god's work over there uh dial up internet luke's has awful (laughs) that said though his mother's pictures come in with great clarity (laughs) it said you know captain logan bought hogwarts on playstation and his takeaway because of the quest his takeaway is like man this controller is is something else. So if you can entice people the correct way, I think you get them in for the long haul. I wonder yeah. if that number would be lower if it was on Game Pass. I don't think any, like, it's funny that you talk about this. We talked a little bit about it on Season Gaming. I don't think Xbox cares for those type of deals because I don't think publishers necessarily, if you have an IP like Hogwarts, if you have an IP like, you know, Suicide Squad, you have to prove to the bean counter that Game Pass sales are going to benefit 
you, the person with the IP that you know. Like, look at Hogwarts Legacy. 80% sold better than Elden Ring. Like this, this game's gonna sell easily twenty it, million. It units also in helps its, show in its first year. I, I I know it probably is not a lot in your households. Yeah. Uh, although I don't know your family's TV. Watching you don't habits. know me. I don't know you. Uh, going upstairs, right, and sitting on the couch and seeing my dad watch like, uh, like the Car Show Channel, whatever yeah. it's called, or my <laughs> That's my what mom. It's called. Yeah, exactly show. the Car Show Channel. Um, the my sister, and my mom watching like, a TLC show. Yeah. Hogwarts Legacy is running ads all the time on those channels. Like taking up the bottom third of the screen with a huge banner in the middle of the episode, like Hogwarts Legacy. So they are going all out. I mean, when I went to see an Ant-Man, great movie. Yeah. Fight you. Um, First thing I saw Hogwarts Legacy. And then what was right before it? PlayStation logo. So like they're going all out for this and it's showing it's doing huge numbers for them. And when you're talking about a publisher that, you know, you have an IP that is going to sell, you know, tens of millions of units, you really have to convince them. Why, why, why do I let Hogwarts in, in your, you know, game pass your service on the, in the first year? Yeah. You just don't. So I think Xbox has a lot of convincing of like, hey, DC, we'll take a, you know, for example, like, I don't think they can do it with a Wonder Woman uh, because that is a really big IP as well. But maybe they take a smaller IP and say, hey, we'll prove to you that this works. Give us Blue Beetle and we're going to show you that this mm-hmm. this this model can work for you. I think that's how Xbox does it. But when it comes to these big AAA deals, I think the strength here is with PlayStation when it comes to, hey, we'll just we'll promote this thing for you. Now, there is, you know, the the in, Indiana Jones canary in the coal mine because we don't know where that game is going to land. It was announced before the Bethesda acquisition. So we don't know if that's a multi-platform game still. Mm-hmm. Put an asterisk on it. It doesn't say either way. Don't yell at me. But if it's an Xbox exclusive, then that will probably be the canary in the coal mine of, yeah, this is how you prove to other publishers that you can put games on Game Pass and it it, it it's going to benefit you as if it were, you know, just day one regular $70 purchase. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I feel like I'm someone's going to yell at me for one of those points I made, but <laughs> don't worry. You got another opportunity with this next story we're going to be talking about. Oh, Take it away, boy. sir. My favorite topic. Paul Tamburo over at PS Lifestyle writes, Microsoft reveals deal to bring Call of Duty and Xbox games to Nintendo Switch. Microsoft has revealed its new deal with Nintendo to bring Call of Duty and other Xbox-owned games to the Switch and future Nintendo-owned platforms, announcing that it has signed a binding 10-year contract, quote, to bring Xbox games to Nintendo's gamers, end quote. The announcement also saw Microsoft state that it is, quote, committed to providing long-term equal access to Call of Duty to other gaming platforms, end quote hinting at its lengthy negotiations and disputes with Sony. Microsoft announces 10-year Nintendo Switch and Call of Duty deal. The contract was revealed today by Microsoft's Vice Chairman and President Brad Smith. The announcement specifically mentioned Call of Duty, revealing the long-term agreement. We'll see Call of Duty release on Nintendo platforms the same day as Xbox with full feature and content parity. The statement also noted how this would mean Nintendo could enjoy Call of Duty just as Xbox and PlayStation gamers do so. Smith also noted how the deal would bring other Xbox games to Nintendo platforms, though the official statement from both companies stopped short of mentioning any other games by name. 
And in an update from VGC, Smith also noted how the deal would bring other Xbox games to Nintendo platforms, though the official statement from both companies stopped short of mentioning any other games by name. Okay. So before we get into this, it's going to echo a little bit of what the article said, but I think it's important. Um, You know, the quote from Microsoft proper is Microsoft and Nintendo have now negotiated and signed a binding 10 year legal agreement to bring Call of Duty to Nintendo players the same day as Xbox with full feature and content parity. We'll talk about that in a sec. So they can experience Call of Duty just as PlayStation and Xbox gamers enjoyed Call of Duty. We are committed to providing a long term equal access to Call of Duty to other game platforms, bringing them more choice to more players and more competition to the gaming market. Now, Brad Smith tweeted this out, Microsoft head honcho here, and he said, now we've signed a 10-year binding contract to bring Xbox games to Nintendo gamers. This is just a part of our commitment to bring Xbox games and Activision titles alike, like Call of Duty, to more players and platforms. Now, listen, we're not going to talk long of the tooth here about this deal because we talked about it to death. But I want to talk about that tweet in particular here, Kyle. Mm -hmm. Hear me out. Everybody, let's just get a little nuts, a little crazy, okay? Okay. I'm asking you for just a little insanity. Okay. All right? Let's just say Microsoft hands PlayStation the same agreement as Nintendo, right? Um, Let's just say Brad Smith's words are true here. Okay, could we see other Xbox games say this deal goes through other than Call of Duty come to PlayStation? In theory, if Brad Smith's words are true, could the future be like Microsoft has been saying multi-platform? That is why from the update via VGC, they have made that deal with NVIDIA Cloud, which is huge, by the way. Because that's what everybody was worried about. How's the cloud market, this emerging market, going to be with Microsoft's Call of Duty here? And them saying, no, listen, we'll play even with our competitor there. We'll give them full access to Xbox, Bethesda, and Activision games. That's crazy. Now they're saying, if that's all true, could there, in theory, get Halo Gears of Forza, the three games we tease them all about on PlayStation. But let's be honest, secret, you and me, audience member, just keep it between us. Wouldn't it be cool? Wouldn't it be cool to play Halo with your dual sense? Come on. Let's get a little crazy. Let's take our top off and just imagine Gears of War running on a PlayStation 5. We all know Forza is better than Gran Turismo. We can come to terms. And just say, wouldn't it be rad to see that game 60 FPS ray tracing on your PlayStation? Huh? Wouldn't that be neat? Let me whisper more in your ear. Wouldn't that be just dandy? Kyle, what do you think? <laughs> ASMR Joe aside, do you see this as maybe the the Cold War breaking, right? The 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 wall tumbling down. The future is upon us. Maybe. Damn it. Like, here, here's the deal, everybody. Okay. Give me the sauce. Here's the deal. I Give don't me the care rub. anymore. I don't care anymore. <laughs> I really don't. It's a bunch of children arguing back and forth. I really yeah. don't care. Yeah. If this was about, like, Bethesda games, sure. 
I'd be way more passionate about it. Yeah. But the the fact that they're fighting over Call of Duty. Call of Duty. I understand it's a massive IP, makes tons of money. Yeah. I just don't care anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but I think this is a good step in the right direction. Sure. I I I think it's laughable. And you can come at me, everybody. I don't yeah. care. Yeah, ooh, get um, the knives the, out for Kyle's The Nintendo and agreement? Are you kidding me? There's no Call of Duty on Switch since Ghosts right. or whatever it was. But parody, uh, Kyle, it's going to look as great plays sure. great. And yeah, Xbox games will come over, like just like Ori did. Ori yeah. was on Switch. Minecraft is on Switch. Yep. Uh, I, I think that means more of like the Bethesda titles, which I think makes more sense. Yeah. Um, but I do not see a future where we're playing those major IPs on a PlayStation. Why not? I, I Kyle, but I, I call me old fashioned, but I think they want to keep the mascots to their own home. Base. Oh, wow. It's Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve is what you're telling me. Excuse me. The Minecraft character. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we, we have him on PlayStation. No, I say it's Adam and Eve, or at, not Adam. No, and Steve. I, I get the reference. Oh, I was trying oh, okay. to make a, a joke. I get um, it. I got my face. <laughs> I, I I don't know. I just I don't think I, I don't think that happens. I think someone said it right. I would love to give them credit. I saw it like typed all in caps. PlayStation, just please accept this deal, so we don't have to talk about this anymore. I'm tired. Yes. Absolutely. That's how I feel. And and listen, if if it is like 10 years of Call of Duty and then you just have to re-up, then who gives a shit? You already do that. Like that's yeah. the thing. All these like like publisher agreements, you already do that. So it's like mm-hmm. you're just signing it with Microsoft again. And we've seen through their history, they're kind of laissez-faire with the other corporations that they've owned, uh, Bethesda being one of them, of just like, we've seen Bethesda like, put games on PlayStation Plus still. So like, it's yeah. not a crazy theory to say, yeah, you know, the, it's not like they're going to take, you know, pull the rug from under you after 10 years. It seems like for the past 20, you've been dominant. Even with Call of Duty, or sorry, you know, with 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 without Call of Duty too. So, if the pie chart, you know, charts are, are correct, I think you're going to be a okay. Maybe you're just going to have to be, you know, do things a little differently. But I think we're going to be okay, even if one day in the future Call, Call of Duty goes away. I just think at this point, when we're talking parity, I think PlayStation wants. A, they don't want Call of Duty on Game Pass because that scares them. But yeah. I think the big thing here is no Game Pass benefits if for, for Call of Duty. Like, when they're mm-hmm. talking parody, they're talking one-to-one, no, no, nothing extra. No and, no updated maps first on Game Pass. Exactly. And sure, yeah. does it sound bratty and annoying? Absolutely. 1,000% it does from yes. everybody. Has, has Jim Ryan learned how to fake fake cry and emote like a human being for yeah. the past you know th- you know 18 months nay uh-huh. i would be saying he's been trying his whole life <laughs> okay he's like just imagine they were cats just imagine if he, they were cats and then he starts producing a tear mm-hmm. so uh, you know to me it's like yeah they're sounding bratty they're trying to do their best that they can with what they have to either a prevent this thing or B, get the best deal that they can. And it seems like their competitors are getting what they want. Like, NVIDIA getting this, hey, we're bringing Xbox games to NVIDIA. That is huge. Again, that's your biggest competition. And you're saying, 
yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Like that's how bad they want this. Mm-hmm. And I think it, it, it goes to show that they are thinking, they are thinking multi-platform. They are thinking 10 years out, this doesn't, the console doesn't even matter. And that's their philosophy. So they're just like, who cares? Whatever, whatever gets us Call of Duty, we'll do. And so I think the ball's now in Sony's court. And it looks like outside looking in, they're a bit in a corner at this point. I think this is a great deal. So I want them to take it because I too am tired of talking about it. But yes. I, Jim, Jim, have your secretary sign the deal. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Put somebody's name on the dotted line. Just so at the trophy room, we can stop conjecturing and yeah. coming up with what's happening with Call of Duty on PlayStation. But I'm tired. Dare, dare I say, Kyle? We've been yeah. the most accurate about it. We've been the best. Fair. We don't shy away from it, you know? We're not cowards like the carpool gaming crew. Oh, my name's Sean Capri. We're losing our fantasy critic league, you know? We stand strong. Yikes. They take us on, 311 song. Stand strong, take on anyone. That's another 311 song. It most definitely is not. Mm, We're headstrong. We're headstrong. That's from Trapped, who are very problematic now. Oh, is it? Who is it nowadays? Kyle? (laughs) Listen. There's going to be a quote that cancels me in a matter of seven days and six hours. But until oh, then. You watched you watch the Ring videotape, right? Yep. The 2020 <laughs> updated version? Absolutely. And it is a 17-year-old teenager that has it's an accent grind with blue hair. And they have a big beef with me. I want to see an update to that movie <laughs> where instead of VHS, they use another outdated media format, yeah. HD DVD. <laughs> And that is where the ring girl lives now. But again, it's like it's just like a, a an emo girl with blue hair named Vanessa who has an axe to grind with everyone that has like a strong like Instagram following that will just so like you don't even understand. You have seven days and I'm just gonna run you. Yeah. <laughs> like oh. don't you even dare. Kyle, don't yeah. you even dare. Yeah. Yes. Seven days, six hours, and just like Janine, your ass is done. Sweat it all. Don't ever get me started, Kyle. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, yeah. uh, there's Joe's new voice, everybody. I was super sorry about it. I don't care. And she just coughs her hair back like that. You know, it's like the one bang that covers an eye, you know? But somehow she sees perfectly. It's got even better depth perception than I. I know, it's crazy. All right, let's go. Let's just start. Let's do a flash news. Let's get out of here, coach. Yeah. Run, gotta run fast. Gotta run serious. Like, I don't want to trip on my six, you know, inch heel shoes. Jazz. Jazz. <laughs> Jazz. Have you seen, like, the new, like, Breaking Benjamin album that's, like, seriously talking to my soul? <laughs> Yeah. For you to pull out. I don't know any of the new bands, Kyle. Have you seen- no, no, no. It was perfect. It was okay. perfect. No notes. All right, no notes. Have you seen the new Henry Style single? Like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> we only got one piece of flash news, Kyle. It's an exciting one, though. It's a great one. And I'll see people that have problems with me and the voices. I understand now, and I apologize. Santa's real. Easter Bunny's real. Uh, don't even, don't even have a doubt. But you know what else is real, Kyle? Uh, hey, Realer hey. than the previous things talked about? 
The Legend of Dragoon is here. Just like all of the PlayStation Premium and Extra games for the month of February, like Horizon Forbidden West, like uh, Wild Arms 2. Mm-hmm. But here's something special about Legend of Dragoon. Oh, tell me, tell me. Kyle, this is for you, BB. Oh, yes. It has a trophy list. Oh, yeah. And more importantly, it has a platinum. Oh, thank God. I can't wait. <laughs> I'm I'm so excited. Yep. I saw people have it downloaded. It's here. I can here. finally replay it. I haven't played it in years. I have no idea if it holds up, but I cannot wait to don the dragoon armor and play an old school jrpg a first party jrpg mind yeah. you for playstation back in the day i can't wait yeah that one's for you bud i thought of you and i was just like this is i'm i'm excited yeah. for you because i know how much you wanted this yeah it's finally here i promise you this next next week's episode so not yeah. next episode because obviously that's coming out on friday I will play Legend of Dragoon. Ooh, sweet. I will let you know how I like it. Sweet. Seven days, six hours. We're on it. <laughs> yeah, seriously. All right. How, how, how dare you? You watch the HD TV DVD. <laughs> we told you, never open the red case. <laughs> never, never open the red case. You don't get it. The the darks and grays are super dark and gray. Way crisper <laughs> than Blu-ray. You don't understand. Kyle, are you holding on to something? Hopefully not an HD DVD case. Yeah, my Mountain Dew pitch black. Ooh-wee. Now, Kyle, for this, prepare the drop. I'm going to read half, you're going to read half. I feel like that's only fair because it seems like 100 games are coming out tomorrow. It, it's, it's, a, it's a big week for All VR, right. friends. Prepare the drop. Here are the latest deals and deals coming to the PlayStation storefront. On February 21st. Yes, I thought about doing the voice again. Of course. If there's a joke, I gotta kill it. Aka, ara, a PS5, PS4. Just offended someone right off the bat. Jesus. Atomic Heart, a PS5, PS4. Ooh, we I'm hearing wild reports on this game. Like just like it's all over the place. It's all over, all the, over place. the place. All over yeah. the place. Uh go with God on that one, kids. Spend a bottle, see where it lies, and uh go for it if it yeah, looks cool. Visually it looks cool. Visually it looks rad. Yeah. That's it. I, I heard some lines and who? Yeah. That whoever is in the booth got to walk it back. Let's try it again. Harvest Moon back to nature on PS5, PS4. Like a Dragon Ishin on PS5, PS4. I played the demo of this, Kyle, and I came to the realization Like a Dragon series probably will never be for me. Yeah, uh, that's a bummer. It is. It's a bummer. This is the one that was only out in Japan previously, right? Correct. It was like on PS4 on in 2014. Getting remastered on PS5, something like that. Something along okay. those lines. Seven Doors on PS5, PS4. The Legend of Dragoon, ooh, PS5, PS4. Wild Arms 2 on PS5, PS4 on February 22nd. Ooh. 2MD VR Football Unleash All Star on PS5. After the Fall on PS5. Altier Break on PS5. Among Us VR on PS5. Awesome Asteroids on PS5. Uh, Cactus Cowboy. Pew, 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 yeah. Don't get pricked. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Who you calling Pinhead? Uh, Plants at War on PS5. Cave Digger 2 Dig Harder on PS5. <laughs> I like that title. A Love lot. it. Love it. Cities VR Enhanced on PS5. 
Cosmonious High on PS5. From the makers of Job Simulator, Vacation Simulator. That's right. Can't wait. Uh, Demio on PS5. And guess what? Next week's episode, we'll be interviewing the devs. So make sure you give us questions over at PS Trophy Room on Twitter. Or join the Discord server because Twitter is currently breaking down at the seams, it seems. Uh, So come join us. Link down in the description. That's where you get to ask us questions. We answer them here on the show. All that goodness. That said, drums rock on PS5. Discrona, Kronos uh, Alternate on PS5. Fantavision 2000X. All right, on PS5, Garden of the Sea on PS5, Horizon, Call of the Mountains on PS5, a Job Simulator on PS5, of course, this is PSVR now, Nonetheless, Jurassic World Aftermath Collection on PS5, Kayak VR Mirage on PS5, we're also going to be talking to that developer soon, excited about it, Kazunya AI, Touch the Beat on PS5, Moss, Book 1 and Book 2 on PSVR, and guess what, after this, uh, instead of squaring up the news, we'll be squaring up Polyarch as Kyle interviews them, which he did a fantastic job. Spoiler alert. Oh, thanks. Uh, NFL Pro Era on PS5. Yeah. Do you get to deflate the ball in VR, Kyle? Do you know that? Uh, unsure. Um, also unsure <laughs> if CTE is a microtransaction or DLC. Ooh-wee. And Pavlov VR on PS5. Kyle, take Also coming to VR. Pistol Whip. Mm-hmm. PS5, Puzzling Places, PS5, Res Infinite, PS5, Song of the Smoke Rekindled. You know what? I'm going to stop saying PS5 because they're all PSVR 2. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Star Wars Tales from the Galaxy's Edge, Enhanced Edition. Star Tenders, which I believe is like a, a you're, you're a bartender oh. in, in like a space bar, I think, in VR. Uh, Swordsman VR, Synth Riders, Tentacular. Uh, you play a giant like Kraken Octopus. It looks like a great old fun time. Tetris Effect. The last Clockwinder, the which uh, won VR Game of the Year last year, Ooh. coming to VR too. I'm very excited about that one. The Last Brigade, The Tale of Anogoro, Thumper, Townsman VR, Vacation Simulator, What the Bat, heck yes, uh, Z or not Z X8, Zenith the Last City, and Zombieland Headshot Fever Reloaded. And on the 23rd, we get Blood Bowl. Three on PS5, Chef Life on PS5, PS4, Grim Guardians Demon Perch on PS5, PS4, and Redemption Reapers on PS4. Uh, on the 24th of February, ooh wee, Octopath Traveler 2 on PS5, wow. PS4. That's right. And the Game Pass version being taken away. So now Xbox folks, you don't even have it anymore. Like you don't even have I the mean, first ju- game. Just like just us. the fact that this is the first Octopath on PlayStation. It's wild. That's wild. It's very wild. Truck Driver <gasps> Premium Edition. That's for you, Danger D, on PS5. Kyle, yes? Back to the first conversation. Yeah. Octopath Traveler 1, state of play. What do you think? Come you know, PlayStation. that'd be neat. I'd want that. Right? The day before 2 comes out, be like, yeah. hey, by the way, 1's also coming out at some point soon. Yeah. I think that'd be cool. That'd be pretty rad. Uh, I like where your head's at, Ken. Yeah. That said, Kyle, there are no questions this week. Are we going to talk about what we played, or we're going to save that for after? Uh, let's say let's let's save that for the real deal episode okay. this this Friday. I can't preface that enough. Again, gang, before we get into what would be the Sony Pony Express, remember we are streaming the State of Play live on Thursday, 4 p.m. EST. Come join us. 
And don't worry if you don't, because we are then recording the trophy room immediately afterwards, giving you our thoughts and break down the state of play for you. So you don't have to watch it if you don't want to and break down the rest of the news that happened this week alongside all your questions, concerns and all that goodness for the Sony Pony Express. But now it's time, Kyle, to get into your interview with Polyarch and Moss Book 1 and 2. So let's take it away. And we are here with uh, Cooley Callahan uh, from Hello. Polyarch. How are you doing, Cooley? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing absolutely fantastic. I'm excited to uh, gush about Moss, uh, <laughs> at least the first one, because uh, I haven't right, played right. Moss Book 2 yet, and I'm Ooh. so excited to finally get my hands on it on PS4 uh-huh. 2. Yes. Uh, before we get into all that stuff and, and the work you do at Polyarch, I, I like to get to know the the people behind uh, the games mm-hmm. and whatnot. So Cooley, what do you do for fun? What are, what's a life uh, like in the. Yeah. Mind well, of Cooley. Uh, yes. Mind of Cooley. Uh, well, I, uh, you know, we're based out here in Seattle. Um, I really love riding my one wheel around. All um, right. Yeah. I got a one wheel maybe a year and a half ago and it's my favorite toy. <laughs> I'm too uncoordinated. I'd fall. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've, I've, I've snowboarded a, for a lot, a lot of my Sweet. life, um, and it's uh, definitely took like days, days of just practicing. Like I'd have to yeah. go to a parking lot and just kind of like feel it out. Um, but uh, yeah, a lot of bike lanes in Seattle. Um, you know, it's a lot of good places to ride. So yeah. I'd say you know typically. Every Saturday, Sunday, uh, I get out for a little bit. Um, sometimes I ride my one wheel to work. Um, nice. Yeah, and then outside of that, I I, I love strategy games. Um, Ooh, big okay. PC strategy gamer. Um, so uh, that's what I'm, I'm playing right now. I'm playing Supreme Commander. Do you, do you remember that game? I don't know. Yeah, Supreme Commander was an RTS that came out in like I want to say 2009, 2010. But there's a really great mod community called Forge Alliance Forever that is um, sort of carrying the torch, um, and it's just it's a great it's a great game. If you've ever played Supreme Commander in the past and you liked it, uh, this is my plug. Go play. Yeah, nice. Forge Alliance Forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, my only experience with Seattle, I haven't been personally. Hmm. Always comes from like playing games. So like when I yeah. think of Seattle, I think of Infamous Second Son. I think of yeah. The Last of Us Part Two, and obviously uh-huh. it doesn't look like that in real life. Is it weird to it's, see your city? It's so cool, honestly. I I feel like it's like uh, anytime I can see Seattle or a place that I know in a game, it's um, it's a little bit trippy. But then it's also like, oh, I know where to go. <laughs> it's like oh, I, I've been here before. Yeah, yeah, that's that's cool. Talk about life before Polyarch, right? A little bit. So, okay. Uh, previously, Bungie, were, were you part of that team? That's right. Yep. Okay. I started at Bungie in 2011. Uh, what What made uh, you want to go into more of a, a VR focused thing and um, mm-hmm. leave the AAA big budget stuff behind a little bit? Yeah. Great question. Um, well, Polyarch is full of people that I've known. Um, there's a lot of ex-Bungie folks. Um, the founders, Tam Armstrong, he, the engineer, um, he and I met, um, I, want, I want to say just a few weeks after I started at Bungie, uh, we went to a Seattle Sounders game 
together. Nice. Because um, uh, another guy in the art team had a spare ticket. And so I got to go and meet all of those guys. I think actually Chris Alderson, who's the art founder, was there as well. Um, and then Danny Bola, who's the design founder, we we would hang out quite a bit and, and go skiing and snowboarding. And we worked on a lot of stuff together at Bungie. He was on the Sandbox team and I was on the... Um, Lincoln. Um, I was on the um, the uh, PvP maps team. Oh, nice. So, okay. yeah, we would spend every day up in the playtest lab together for at least an hour, um, you know, playing maps, playing abilities. Um, yeah, I was. I remember I was there when uh, Danny made uh, Golden Gun, uh, the Hunter Super. That's like you know, this is the one one shot kill. Like Sweet, all of the yeah. all of the cool like iconic original Destiny stuff. Uh, it was, was pretty cool. We worked on it together, but, um, yeah, then, then Tam and Chris and Danny all left Bungie to go start Polyarch. And, um, I, I think I just always kind of had them in the back of my mind. Um, you know, they, you know, found success with Moss. They, you know, found success in VR. Um, and so that was really exciting. Um, and then when the time came where, you know, I, I had started to, um, realized that I wasn't perfectly happy at Bungie. Um, I reached out to them to see, you know, Hey, um, what's it like working in VR? And, um, Mm -hmm. do you guys, (laughs) do you guys have any openings? (laughs) Um, and, uh, I think, I think what really pushed me to do that was, um, you know, we had been working on destiny for so long. So many of us had, and, um, there had been a lot of change in leadership and direction and um, you know, the PVP team had kind of been dissolved, I guess you could say Mm -hmm. Um, we were just like the, the destiny leadership team was just not investing very much in PVP. Um, And so we just kind of ended up on different teams. I worked on gambit, which was really fun. Okay. Um, it was actually maybe that was the most fun I had had at, at Bungie um, because we got this chance to make something new and it was it was competitive. Um, mm-hmm. And then after that, you know, we um, kind of moved on to other things, and um, I just kind of felt myself feeling like I was chasing that that experience that I had working on PvP and working on Gambit. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wasn't as invested i guess in in the thing that i was working on um and then also i felt kind of siloed i felt like i was kind of ending up just working on one thing like i was on the assembly line just kind of like making these these um you know kind of applying these these parts like you're Um, pigeonholed into just doing one thing and one thing only yeah i mean which isn't entirely true i mean i was doing other stuff but not on the level of like working at an indie game studio where Got it. Yeah. you have to do everything there's yeah, no choice sure. <laughs> um so yeah so, so i had an opportunity to to join polyarch and i i wanted to be a, a more well-rounded game developer awesome yeah what made uh the allure of virtual reality be an exciting one for you yeah i think it's the fact that it's kind of this emerging technology like it feels like a kind of uncharted territory um, yeah. it feels like, you know, there's this creative, um, space that we haven't mapped out yet because we don't have the answers. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I liked about Polyarch was it seemed like they were far finding some of those answers. Um, 
like really honing in on comfort and making sure that the game's comfortable. Um, you know, readability in VR, scale, um, you know, all of these things that I really cared about, I felt like Polyarch was, um, you know, implementing successfully. Um, so yeah, it was uh, kind of lined up, like that my instincts and their instincts kind of lined up and it felt like, okay, this is a natural like fit for me. Like we share a lot of the same values. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. Was there an experience you had in VR before you started working on Moss that mm -hmm. you were like, this is even that pushed you even more to like make this jump? I mean, I think, you know, playing super hot, of course, oh, was yeah. like mind blowing. Um, Beat Saber is super fun. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I, I don't think I was like a VR gamer before I started at Polyarch, but mm -hmm. now that I'm here, I've definitely played a lot more VR games. Um, yeah. So, you know, I think, let's see, what's the last VR game I played? Um, I think it was Walkabout, Mini Golf. Oh, I'm excited. Like, yeah, that just got announced for PSVR 2. I'm excited for that one. So good. It's yeah. just fun. It's just like a fun way to spend time with someone. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it's, uh, it's starting to become like more uh, part of my daily routine i guess awesome. or it's just yeah. like it's it's more convenient for me to be in vr and it's more it's easier to be in vr yeah what are some of the uh the challenges of creating stuff in vr uh it's definitely like um readability um comfort um like when i say readability i mean like um we need to guide the player's attention because they can be looking anywhere and yeah. They can miss something so we, we need to know what the player is looking at and we actually we do that even before the um, eye tracking by just kind of like drawing a line out from the headset mm -hmm. and that's a pretty good indicator of like what the player is looking at um so we do that all the time in moss we wait to fire off critical events like quill doing something or you know just anything that the player needs to know about we wait until they're looking at it so Making sure that the player um, is aware of things is is a challenge. Um, UI is really tough, um, especially if you don't want to do like floating, you know, sci-fi menus that you're just like holograms that you're just like touching. Like, yeah, um, if you want to do like an in-world UI, like it's just a whole new set of problems. It's like a um, user experience design almost um which is a whole you know whole other field of design that you know um i think game developers we dabble in it um but we're not we're not pros <laughs> in that space so we have to do a lot of research we have to do a lot of like reference gathering to make sure that we're um just i guess like giving players the right choices at the right times and giving them the right information, like user experience design is really tough. Um, so yeah, that, I, I think everything, <laughs> everything yeah, in VR sure. is harder. <laughs> um, but you know, I think in, in a, I think some of the things that are, are good about it is that because the VR landscape is still so new, um, the games are simpler, like working on destiny. Mm -hmm. Destiny was such a complex game. Like, so many inter interconnected pieces, so many teams, 
so many people, mm-hmm. like a single change needed to be looked at by so many different parties that like, it really was that like slow ship analogy of like, takes a long time to yeah. turn a big ship. Um, and so that's what it was like working at Bungie, whereas in VR, the games are a lot simpler because we're just not there yet. We don't have destiny level complexity in a VR mm-hmm. game. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we can, and, and the fact that simpler games are still compelling is really cool. Like we could have just a golf game and it's yeah. like the most popular VR game. Yeah. Right now. Like what, like uh, a, a game that's coming out for VR two. Uh, what the bat, right? You're just what the bat? somebody. I haven't yeah. heard of this. Oh, you are a character who have baseball bats for arms. Oh and you're just walking gosh. around trying to do simple <laughs> tasks with with Bats's arms. Oh my god! I'm so excited, but like, yeah, it's it's a yeah. simple concept, but like, it's fun. It's probably hilarious. Yeah, yeah, that sounds super fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> you, you mentioned uh, the eye tracking, right? As as something yes. that PSVR yeah. two is is coming out with. I'm gonna that's gonna lead into uh, one of our patron questions. Kevin Diaz asks, mm. "How excited are you for the future of VR with the PSVR 2's new capabilities?" And what can you tell us about the differences with developing for PSVR 1 versus mm. 2? I'm super excited. Uh, the PSVR 2 is my favorite headset um, yet. Um, I think the eye tracking, also the head rumble, and then also the adaptive triggers, mm-hmm. like all of that together makes a so much more of an immersive experience than the PlayStation VR 1. Yeah. Of course, like not to mention... Oh, thank goodness. All you have to do is plug in a single USB-C. Oh, my God, yeah. To the front of the unit, and it works. Like, thank no goodness. more, no more like, extra, you know, plugs and extra yeah. pieces. Like, we're we're finally there. Um, can't wait for uh, wireless power, I guess we're going to need yeah. at that point. Figure that out. But um, the headset's super comfortable. It feels great. The displays are incredible. Um, and then, of course, the... The power of the PS5, um, the game's running super smooth. Mm-hmm. Like um, we targeted 90 frames a second, um, but it's reprojected to 120. Wow. That was really more of a um, that was kind of a judgment call on our end because we um, we found that 120 frames a second really didn't. It was the difference was slightly perceptible. Difference from 90 to 60 very perceptible. Um, but we were able to get things from the 90 frames a second version that um, just fancier materials, nicer um, shaders, you know, stuff like that. Um, things that we would have had to optimize otherwise. And it would have only been a couple things because um, when you're rendering at 120 frames a second, I think that means that you need nine milliseconds per frame. That just gave us a little more headroom. Um, but the, the, the big differences are the new features, Mm -hmm. the new features are, they require a lot of attention because to do it right, to actually like, I mean, controller rumble is one thing, but when it's on your head, it's people are a lot more sensitive to that. And so making sure that we like our designers, um, you know, the, the, the first step is to basically just like blanket just do like a, you know, a big pass over the whole game. Just try to hook up as much stuff as possible. And then we all sit down and play it. And we generate a bunch of feedback about what felt good and what didn't feel mm-hmm. good. And then they go back to the drawing board and they create different profiles and curves for like how things wow. rumble. Yeah. yeah. 
and the triggers as well. Um, and so it's a lot of work on their part to, you know, find the right rumble for the mm-hmm. right um, situation. Yeah. What yeah. what goes into or what are the differences between uh, the PSVR two version of this one and like mm-hmm. the other headsets? Like it was out on Quest previously, right? Book two. Yep. Uh, is, is porting a game from one to another like a uh, very labor intensive thing, or like you know from the outside looking yeah. in? Just, so just take the code and put it over on this thing. <laughs> Voila! Right, magic happens. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Every single port is a new sort of start to finish project that we have to complete. Um, Mm -hmm. It always starts with um, sort of taking the state of the game um, from wherever we left it. And um, there's always upgrades. There's always um, engine updates that need to be made. Um, And so the engineering team will start by sort of collecting all of the necessary um, upgrades and updates that we need um, and then applying those to the engine. And that usually takes some time because there's bugs, there's crashes, things will always break. On the other side, um, like from the art perspective, I, I started uprising textures, I started finding bugs, like I did a whole playthrough of the game, logged a bunch of bugs that was like, okay, like here are things that maybe we could fix that just got skipped or, um, you know, we ran out of time and couldn't fix them. So mm-hmm. I did a bunch of like visual polish um, and then I also did a bunch of, I was thinking maybe we move to dynamic lighting for Moss on PSVR 2, but I think that started to get to the territory of, um, of maybe like more of like a remaster. Okay. Um, where, I mean, like a remaster is, you know, I think we, we all agree is like, you know, you take the original game, you preserve the experience, but you update the visuals and... And there's a lot of updating that goes on with the mechanics as well, but like mm-hmm. it should feel like the original experience. Yeah. Um, these ports are are the same game for the most part. Um, we haven't added any you know new missions or new mm-hmm. rooms or anything like that. But it depends on the platform. Um, porting to Quest is really challenging um, because of just the hardware limitations. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the really tough one, and that's a huge um, engineering and technical art challenge, where our tech artists are, you know, working overtime um, to figure out how to fit the game <laughs> onto yeah. that small of a processor. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's a it's a fair amount of work. Um, you know, it takes a period of uh, of a few months at least. Um, if you were just taking, you know, the game from sort of like a equivalent headset to another mm-hmm. um if we're actually building new things like with the um, psvr2 version where we have to build the new headset feedback we've got to build the adaptive trigger feedback you know we're working on eye tracking um you know there's a whole whole new set of features that we have to implement and that takes much longer um, yeah and i mean that's that's also the reason why we can't offer a free upgrade um from the psvr to the psvr2 version is that mm-hmm. we simply can't afford to um it would be nice if we could, and I think that you know, if studios are able to do that, then I think that's great, and yeah. it's great for their their consumers. It's great for their audience. Um, I would love to be able to do it, but we are a small studio, and we mm-hmm. want to keep making these games. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, yeah and it. and we put a lot of love into this version. I think this is the best Moss has ever felt. Um, that's very exciting. Yeah, it's like 
Quill feels so like she feels so much more present. Um, like the resolution is so high, mm-hmm. the frame rate is so smooth. Um, it just it feels yeah, it feels to me like the best way to experience yeah. Moss. Yeah. Hey, hey, let's let's talk about Little Quill. Uh, what yes. is one of my favorite Our characters? I, lo- I love Quill so much. Um, yeah, she's great. What, go- what goes into just c- deciding on what animal, per se, right? Like, you're going in the storybook, yeah. right? Like, how many iterations totally. of Quill were there? Yeah, there were a few. Um, you know, the um, Quill comes from, like, it didn't start with Quill. Uh, Quill sort of comes from this um, moss universe that, the the sort of the original team was mm-hmm. building um you know they loved this idea of well it started i think with um it actually started with the consideration of like okay we're making a vr game we know we want to play with scale mm-hmm. um you know we love um lord of the rings you know we love fantasy um, we love animals. We love, you know, all everybody at Polyarch is an animal lover. We've all got pets. Yeah. Um, and so it seemed like a natural uh, place to land where it's like, okay, like we, we want some sort of interesting scale difference where, you know, that, cause that's something cool in VR that you can do is you can really appreciate scale. Um, and so, yeah, having miniature warriors that are animals um, just kind of started to be more and more appealing um, and so through that, Chris and the art team just, you know, went wild and made tons of concepts, tons of different characters. Um, and they actually worked on a few of them. But I think once the story team started um, kind of getting some, some you know, um, hooks in and, and sort of like laying some of the, uh, the foundation for the actual game, um, that's when it became clear that, okay, we need a hero. Um, we need a hero's journey. Um, and what is that going to be? And um, this one particular concept of a uh, young mouse warrior um, was kind of just uh, captured people's hearts, I guess. Yeah. And people wanted to know more. And so um, that's how that's how Quill was born. Uh, how uh, the, artistically speaking, is it, what decision goes from like when you think VR, right? You are, mm-hmm. you don't see the character you're playing mo- mostly, right? Like, right. so this is more of you're like an observer looking down on, on Quill a- as right. an artist. Does that just give you more freedom to play with that scale? And like, one of my favorite things from the first game is, um, like the puzzles where I had to like lean over and look in the rooms, and like spin it and look for it all the uh-huh. different angles. Like how excited yep. is that for you as from an art perspective? It's so cool. It's like, um, you know, it's like building uh, like a little uh, terrarium or something or yeah, like like a um, diorama, like a little diorama. Exactly. Yeah. It's like building a little diorama. And, um, you know, it's it's nice to have that focus of like, all right, like here's here's the play space. Like the player is stationary. You're never going to be like when I was working on Destiny, mm-hmm. the player could get anywhere. It was like yeah. so annoying. <laughs> like, <laughs> too much then, freedom. <laughs> <laughs> too much freedom. We had double jump. What you knew you're gonna have triple jump now? Is it gonna give people triple jump? Uh, like what the heck? And of course, our testers were so good at getting out of the map. Oh um, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, but 
that's a whole other story. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's very it's very creatively uh, exciting and liberating to kind of just have have a canvas, right? Like I've got my box, I've got my you know where I need to you know build this thing, and um, you know it's a lot of fun working with the design team on the level designs. They're very um, collaborative when it comes to that, so. Um, a lot of times, like we'll work together to kind of come up with an idea that we'll get excited about. Um, and then from there, it's, you know, there's a little bit of time spent, um, you know, play testing and massaging the geometry and making sure that it lines up for what design needs. Um, but then, you know, it's how much time do I have to make it look pretty? <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Yeah. How do you expand that that scope from the first game to the, the second one? Well, we definitely have more people working on it. Um, so we knew that we were going to, you know, have more scope just for that. Um, there's three bosses, um, in, uh, Moss book two. So, um, definitely a lot more scope in that department. Um, characters, uh, big characters and boss characters especially are, um, really expensive. So, um, you know, that took a dedicated team, almost the whole development time to, to, you know, take it from start to finish. Um, mm-hmm. there, it was yeah, huge effort. Um, but, um, yeah. What was the question again? I lost uh, that, that going from book. <laughs> it's fine. Going from yeah. most book one to book two is uh, like yes, blowing yeah. it up. Like, right. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, we know we wanted a longer game. Mm-hmm. Um, that was like super consistent piece of feedback. Um, you know, it's like good game, but, <laughs> sort of thing. It's like a good game, yeah. but too short. Um, so we really wanted to hit that. So we, we succeeded. Um, the game is longer. Um, I think it's hard to make Moss a longer game um, with the approach that we took this time. Um, you know, we have so many cinematic moments. We have so many, um, you know, really big scenes where, you know, characters are interacting. There's things happening in the world mm-hmm. there's you know a bunch of audio there's dialogue there's effects there's animations there's and of course you're there in the world too so um and then sometimes these these things turn into boss fights you know and they turn into gameplay um and so i think in that way um you know it's like the sarfog fight but you know bigger and more of them awesome um, yeah yeah. So yeah, the scope was there. Uh, definitely increased. We um, had to kind of descope near the end a little bit, or at least we had to kind of figure out how to be clever with um, our finishing time because um, you know we were pretty ambitious with this one, and mm-hmm. um, it was uh, it's just it's a it's a lot of content. We made a lot of game um, for Moss Book Two. Um, the visuals are better, I would say. Like there's mm-hmm. just more detail in all of the scenes. Um, there's new enemies. Um, there's whole new environments, right? Whereas Moss One was primarily in the forest and uh-huh. the ruins. Um, I guess you're in the swamp too, but yeah, you just have much more greater variety of environments in Book Two. That's awesome. That's music to my ears. I can't wait. Yeah, <laughs> I purposely Sweet. held off a of playing on Quest. Yeah, the eventual PS2. That's part, awesome. No, part, you're uh... partly because I'm also a sucker for trophies. So like, yeah, I'd rather get those trophies in there. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, well, Cooley, thank you so much for hanging out and talking about Moss. Um, My pleasure. Yeah, of course. Uh, if uh, you want to know more about Moss Book 2, check out our coverage of the game when it comes out. And uh, we'll send it on back over to uh, the main show. See you later. Kyle, let me tell you something. I was editing yeah. this uh, interview, and yep. I just want to say how great of a job you did. Thanks, bud. Yeah, um, you did fantastic. I loved to hear about Cooley's adventures through VR, his humble beginnings with Bungie, with mm-hmm. Destiny, like all of it. It just and awesome I, I love I love the honesty of why there is no upgrade path as well. Yeah, and and I, I really I think, appreciate that. Uh, yeah, I, I just dig the honesty of it all, and uh, I want to thank Cooley and the team at Polyar for sitting down and. Again, to chat about one of my favorite VR IPs and yep. titles, and I cannot wait to play Book Two on PSVR Two. Absolutely, um, I'm very, very excited to uh, play as Quill again. So yeah. I hope you guys check out that game because they're awesome. Yeah, and again, check out more PlayStation VR Two interviews as well as we will be interviewing the Demio devs as well, talking about their porting journey with uh, their game to PSVR 2, which will be the first time it's on a PlayStation platform, as well as uh, we're going to be talking to the developers that made Kayak VR that has been getting killer reviews everywhere. And it looks beautiful, and they've been so incredibly kind. So check out all that in the coming weeks to look forward to. But with all that said, Kyle, with all that out of the way, that's been the little mini episode of The Trophy Room. So is there anything you'd like to spotlight before we get on out of here? Uh, myself, Mr. KSEP on Twitter, all the yeah. things. Um, 61 Indie, cover all indie games. 61Indie.com, 61Indie on Twitter. We stream live every Thursday night on YouTube.com slash 61Indie, our indie cast. Uh, we got a mini indie showcase coming up for PAX East. I'm going to go film that this weekend. Ooh wee. Which I'm excited about and also very nervous um yeah it's gonna be a good time and just to like reiterate this week's the main big show this week here it's gonna be huge because we're gonna be talking about like our time in psvr2 yeah the state of play yeah there's there's the other games that i've been crazy addicted to playing like absolutely nonstop. it's gonna be huge so get ready yeah that said, you can find me over at Mr. Badbit. You can find the show over at PS Trophy Room on Twitter. And please, 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 we're going to be making this a big push. We want to grow our community on Discord as well. So please join us on Discord, just like on Twitter, where you can ask us questions. You can leave comments. We're way more responsive on Discord because that is our hub. And Twitter is always a wild and crazy place. So if you want to talk about PlayStation, you want to join any amazing community of so many awesome uh, people, please make sure you stop by our Discord uh, because I think you're going to really like it. And again, patreon.com at PS Trophy Room or, you know, slash PS Trophy Room. It helps support the show. It is the reason why we look so good, sound so great. It's because of your generosity. Say each and every week, if we ever got you through a long car ride, tough day at work, it's your generosity that helps make this show possible. That said, Please rate us five stars over on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If you liked this, please hit like, share, subscribe on YouTube. It also helps us there as well. So all that said, with all that out of the way, everybody, keep your wits about you. Keep hunting and keep playing PlayStation. See you guys. You didn't say I love you. Oh, sorry. I love you. Oh, my God. I can't believe I did that. Oh, I'm sorry, y'all. I love you very much. (laughs) 